Welcome to Creative On Purpose Live. These conversations are about flying higher and endeavors that make a difference. Do the work you're meant to do now. It's time to be creative on purpose. Are you ready? Let's go. I'm your host, Scott Perry, author of Endeavor and Chief Difference Maker at Creative On Purpose. You can learn more about me and my work and grab your free copy of Stepping Into Possibility at creativeonpurpose.com. Let's meet today's guest. Michael O'Brien, my old friend, welcome to the broadcast. Please tell everybody who you are, what you're up to these days, and where can we go online to learn more about you and your adventures? Well, hey, Scott, good to be on again. I'm not sure how old we are. We are we are young and wise, my friend, young <laughs> and wise. Although I see some of the gray hairs on your chin, and I got I got this ball cap hiding my gray hairs on my on my head. So um, so people can find me at michaelobrienshift.com. And a couple of things I'm up to uh, from a creative aspect. A new podcast that I started as we got into this whole COVID thing called the Kintsugi Podcast, Conversations About Resilience. And as we just talked about, I'm doing a virtual charity bike ride on July 11th to benefit 19 charities in hopes that we're gonna raise $1.9 million. I'm gonna ride 19 hours inside to celebrate 19 years since my last bad day. So um, those two things are keeping me busy. So yeah. and adding to a little bit of my gray hair, but a whole bunch of excitement. <laughs> well, that's a lot to unpack. Let's, let's begin with the thing that you um, started uh, stated last, which is this, this whole thing, uh, thing about your last bad day. Tell us about what that means and what your last ba bad day was. Yeah, so the last bad day happened on July 11th, 2001. I was out in New Mexico for a company meeting, brought my bike out, and I got hit head on by an SUV, a Ford Explorer, who crossed into my lane, hit me head on going about 40 miles an hour, and I broke a whole bunch of everything. Doctors told my wife, had I been 10 years older, not in shape, I would have died certainly before I got to the hospital. And before that, I was sort of doing the thing that a lot of executives do, sort of the chasing happiness, pour the stress inside, wear your mask and armor, all that jazz. And through my recovery, I learned that all the events in your life are neutral until you label them, meaning that nothing really has meaning until you give it meaning. And at first, I sort of labeled myself as a victim, which would be natural, because the picture that was painted for me was a grim one. Um, one of a lot of uncertainty. So in this moment of COVID, I that like a lot of the emotions I felt back then, we were feeling like, especially in March, like uncertainty, worry, anxiety, who are we gonna become? Yes, we're leaving behind the old normal, but we don't necessarily have definition around the new normal or the better normal. I felt all that. And then along the way, I found that you can write your own script, you can, you don't have to follow the script that society gives you, and you can label your events in your life. So I decided to label that my last bad day, and I've had you know, bad moments, certainly, since that time. So it's not the land of unicorns and rainbows when I talk about last bad day, but it's that day that you decide you are going to write your own script. And I think this moment in time, and I know not everyone agrees with me, that this is happening for us, not to us. And this is an mm -hmm. opportunity to write a different script about who we want to be going forward. So that's what that day is all about. And so when I get to my anniversary of it, I love to do big things to celebrate life. And also others, because I'm only here today because others came to our aid during our crisis. And I think we need to come to each other's aid 
during this crisis. Mm -hmm. That's how we get through it. And, and that's a choice though, as you know, Scott, that's a, that's a choice we all make. Are we going to like lead with we or lead with me? And you see great behavior that's coming together. And then you also see some behavior in the news or wherever, where it's more about like, I only care about myself. And I don't think we get through this moment or really any tough moments in life. If we try to do it by ourselves, we need to come together. And that's what that day is for me. It's like coming together, doing big things, celebrating life, feeling a little bit uncomfortable, like all that jazz all in like one day. Plus there's cake and um, champagne at the end. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's uh, really awesome. So, I mean, lots of things, obviously, and, and, you know, you and I have known each other for several years now, so we know that there's lots of resonance between both of our endeavors, but I love this idea of not letting misfortune and obstacles define us, but instead using them to forge meaning and to build and develop ourselves, build build our identity and build um you know, start to put put forth an idea of what's the the better version, not only of this situation, but of myself and how how can I leverage the moment that I'm in, even though it's difficult, even though it's challenging, even though it feels like things are going sideways and the world is falling apart. There's still opportunity for um, for us. And I love what you were saying about coming together because we are inherently social creatures. That's the only reason that you and I are having this conversation is, you know, our when we started walking on two feet instead of four feet, we figured out that everything on the planet only saw us as lunch and yes. the only way to, to survive, to, to stumble around the next day was to get together and make sure that, you know, we all made it through um, to, to that next day. So I, I love that piece too. And then uh, of course, um, I want to get to the, the, the charity event coming up because I think that's um, really spectacular, but you had this this new podcast. You you and I I think initially met when I appeared on um, your initial broadcast. Yes. But now you have uh, this this new um, and I uh, I hope I get this right. Kintsugi is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Kintsugi pod. Yeah. The Kintsugi podcast conversations about resilience. So I obviously want to know what Kintsugi means or where it comes from. But um, tell us a little bit about that and about about the format and the the podcast that sounds exciting yeah i'd love to and yeah just i love how we like we came together like i know you do a lot of great work with in the seth's world and it's just like alt mba and for anyone listening to like thinking about alt mba or bootstrappers or the marketing seminar like like those are wonderful communities to join because you forget about the content that seth gives you it's the people you meet mm-hmm. no, no offense to seth but it's really the people you meet through it that's for me, that's the best. So the Kintsuki podcast. So Kintsuki is a Japanese art form. So you take a um, piece of pottery. See if I can have a bowl here. So like like any bowl like this, and um, sometimes it breaks. And so what Kintsugi art does is it repairs the bowl with gold fillet. And so what it makes is like scar lines. Mm-hmm. So you know, it, it, or you can use glue, right? But gold gold is a little bit fancier. So and it's this whole concept that um, it's broken, but it comes back better, you know, more beautiful, that our scars make us beautiful. Our gray hairs, our wrinkles, our blemishes, our imperfections, because we are perfectly imperfect. They make us who we are. They tell that wonderful story. And so often we hide them. Mm-hmm. And I 
I have a bunch of scars from my accident. In the initial, the initial phases of my recovery, with vanity in mind, I was like, I wanted to cover them up. I didn't want anyone to see them because I thought people were staring and then judging. And really, the only person I was judging was me. Mm-hmm. And then my daughter said, hey, you know what? My youngest was like, "Your dad, your scars are cool. And like when your kid says something like you're cool, you, you definitely listen because they don't say that often. And so for me, like, like I thought of this idea at the start of 2019 and I just, it, it wasn't in me at that moment, but then something about this moment in time, just like, like really embrace, we need more resilience. Like it's not just fall down seven, get back up eight. I want us to get back up eight with more wisdom. So we move in a different direction. So, cause just getting back up is only part of it and getting back up and doing the same thing is, is that's, that's insanity. Right. So we got to get back up and, and move in a different direction. So for me, it was about how do we infuse a little bit more resilience in this whole concept that we are perfectly imperfect. And so it's, um, you know, I know the work you do here, Scott, is so great, but it's, it's a repurposing my weekly blog in a lot of ways. Not everyone gets it. Not everyone can find it through the algorithm of Facebook or LinkedIn. Um, as we all know, being content creators. So this is a way for people who like audio to listen to messages that uh, hopefully are inspiring. They're 10 minutes long at max. I throw an interview from time to time, but just little bits of inspiration that you know, embrace that perfectly imperfect message that we can be broken and better. Mm. And because we all, we all have breaks, emotional, physical, and that's what tells our beautiful story. And I want through this moment in time for people to really embrace their story and not hide behind their mask or body armor. I hope that's one of the f- cool things that comes out of this moment in time. Yeah, well, I love that. We um, in the Creative on Purpose has a, a, a community called Difference Makers. Um, that's a subscription based community. But we, we begin every month with a conversation just around a word that is relevant to this idea of making things better by engaging in better endeavors together and this the word for this this month has was resilience and one of the neat things that we came to was this idea that you were just speaking to which is resilience by definite the the dictionary definition is to return to a former state but in the context of people that are trying to make a difference by doing meaningful work with and for other people, it's not about returning to the way things were, but to not only get back up, but get back up improved and, you know, better and better off um, than, than it, you were, you know, when you got knocked down or, or, you know, when, when things went a little bit sideways. So I really, really appreciate and um, love that message. I also love, as you were describing Kitsugi, I was reminded uh, that I had crossed this word at some point um, in the past. There's a great quote that maybe I'll I'll be able to pick out from my collection here before we leave that speaks to that um, very idea that our scars and our blemishes and our brokenness, um, you know, when recovered is what defines us and makes us beautiful and um, and resilient. So now, you are, and I know that you've done lots of things on the anniversary of your last bad day. Um, yeah. And they've all been charity related, but this one sounds more bold and audacious 
than any of the ones that I remember. Yeah. yeah. So As what, I was, sigh. <laughs> what was the what was the inspiration? I'm just curious about like you know how, how did this you know how did this idea come about, and then um, what was your process for unpacking it, and then you know taking the bold step of putting it out in the world and saying this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. So it came really from the emotions that I think we're all feeling and, and I'm feeling it. I know the work, you know, you do Scott and the work I do is trying to help people through tough moments and break through the resistance as Pressfield would say, but I, you know, my backpack is also heavier in this moment. Mm -hmm. Like I, I have worry and anxiety. Like, and I think anyone out there putting stuff out there for people to listen to and watch if we're, if we're not honest with ourselves that this moment is heavy for all of us and and it's different for all of us too, depending on where we live and if we know people or not that had it as a family, we had it, at least we believe we had it. Um, and so everything's up here in New Jersey has got shut down and like uh, bike racing and charity rides for the year are pretty much toast. Like, mm -hmm. you know, we're hoping that something breaks in the fall that, so there was nothing it's like I was training and normally this time of year, I'd be training for something, a big race or a big charity ride. And I had nothing. I was going through a little bit of like, you know, lack of motivation. Like, what am I, why am I beating myself up training for like what? Like, and I was, I was getting a little frustrated and I was a little getting a little annoyed, like anyone in, in this moment mm -hmm. and stir crazy and all that jazz. And I just wanted to ride with people. And, and then like, um, two Wednesdays ago, I was about a mile away from home. And I just was like, it was a casual ride. And I was just like, wow, 19 years, it's gonna be 19 freaking years. that I'm gonna celebrate 19, 19. I was like, Oh, COVID 19. Well, that's weird. That's really weird. 1919. And I was like, Well, what can I do? Because I like to do big things like I've come out with two books, I've watched my leadership academy, I've done other things, proceeds go to charity. And I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to ride 19 hours inside. And, and, then, and then, then the thought in my head said, well, that's crazy, Michael. People are going to judge you for being an idiot. Like, and I was like, no, 19 hours. And I'm going to ride for 19 charities. Hopefully all of them are doing some good work during COVID. And we're going to try to raise $1.9 million. And that's when I really, my back, Scott, started to sweat. Like $1.9 <laughs> million is like, you know, because I was like, damn, this 19 theme, right? Because I was like looking for... 19 hours, 19 charities, 1.9. And, and I, w I wish I was not, like, at that point in time, I wish it was like four, like, you know, 4,000. <laughs> so, but it was 19. And I was like, you know what, let's try to do it. And it's just crazy enough. And a lot of people have said, like, that's crazy. 19 hours inside, like, I can barely like, stay on my bike for an hour. And you know what, and what I the right response to them is this, you know, what's crazy? The inequities that we tolerate in this society, that's crazy. The, the fact that our, we didn't prepare for this moment in time, that's crazy. Um, the fact that you know healthcare workers in New York and other places are seeing things that they don't want to see. Like no one plans for a global pandemic. This is not in anyone's training. That's crazy. There's so much other crazy in the world than me riding 19 hours. And here's the thing, I know when it's gonna end. It's gonna end in 19 hours. The thing about this moment is that we don't know when it's gonna end and that uncertainty about the end, I think is driving a lot of our stress. Yeah. And so 
Is it crazy? Yeah. Is it crazy enough maybe to get some attention to on some charities that are really, really special that are doing great work that need more help in this moment in time? Yeah, I, I hope so. And I said, so it's, I've turned it into a virtual charity ride. So people can join if people have one of those Peloton spin bikes, I will be on the app riding so we can connect with each other. But there's also a, a something, an app called Zwift that a lot of the um, bike cycling, bike racer types are on. And so that becomes, we all have an avatar and we can ride. Um, it's like gaming. It's really cool. Mm -hmm. And you can ride with cyclists from Asia to Europe to America and points in between um, yeah, so, Northern and some Southern hemispheres. So, so it becomes like, it'll be a ride that people can join. And so we can, you know, connect on something that feels good to do. And not everyone will ride 19 hours, <laughs> but if people want to join me for a few hours and raise some money for a good cause and have a good warm, fuzzy feeling in what is like, there's so much out there, you know, this Scott, that we can grab onto to get us all worked up. And I wanted to put something out there that would, that people can grab onto that would give us get us all worked up for a good cause. And um, so, yeah, so next week I'm going to start really promoting it. I'm finalizing the 19 charities right now and setting up the campaign page. And that that stuff is harder than the ride, I think. Um, and but it feels good. It feels like it's stealing just enough of my breath to make me nervous. But it's also exhilarating, and I, I hope we can do some really good stuff so with it. Really awesome. I love it. I love, too, that you're pointing to this idea of, um, you know, certainty, which really one of the silver linings, I think, of the moment that we're in is that as a global culture as a global society we have learned that nothing is certain and we've been deluding ourselves you know we we are creatures that find comfort in the status quo we like to know what what's expected of us and where we stand and and oftentimes even if it's not in our best interest we'll just cleave to that because um because at least there's some certainty or the the delusion of certainty um and then things go sideways and we realize actually it's all been, it's all just a construct and nothing that is was certain three months ago is certain now. Um, yeah. But you also pointed to this idea that we, we have a choice in terms of how we decide to respond. So we have a choice about how we can frame the situation and we can see that, you know, maybe th there's a lesson here in um, embracing uncertainty and um, navigating adversity, leaning into it. And, um, you know, and then this choice about like, what are we going to do? Okay, so yeah, now now that we know that things are uncertain, now, now what are we going to do? And, you know, the answer, I think, is always to do something. And yeah. if you're going to do something, why not do something that will enhance the prospects and prosperity of, of other people, especially if you're in the position of not suffering, you know, directly um, in the way that certainly lots of people in your um, neck of the woods, uh, you know, are. So just uh, just really applaud um, the effort and, uh, you know, be sure to, to let us know where people can go when it's time to, to um, st sign up and we'll make sure that we 
uh, advertise that on the Facebook page and of course on my profile as well. So that's a lot coming up. Yeah. And, and the day the day of the the that you start is when? It's gonna be so July eleventh, which is a Saturday. So I'm gonna start the ride at twelve nineteen AM. And then I'm gonna ride to seven nineteen PM, which in military time, and I don't have a military background, happens to be nineteen nineteen. Gotcha. So and so one of my clients asked me the other day, he's like, well, are you going to average 19 miles an hour? I'm like, I don't, I'm like, I don't know about that. <laughs> um, but certainly, like, it's going to be more of a conversational pace ride because I plan to live stream it into mm-hmm. uh, Twitch and YouTube and Facebook and uh, other places. And it'll be sort of commentary on this moment in time and obviously publicity for the charities. But it'll be a little bit of that inspirational, motivational talk for a few hours. Um, you know, I might need I might need a lozenger by the time we get to 15 hours, but or people will be just sick and tired of hearing me talk. Who knows? Right. But um, you know, it's doing a lot of different things, and I, you know, I, for me, it it is like like the creative on purpose. You know, you put your goodness out there and. Mm-hmm. You know the the right people will get attracted to it and you you change a life out there and you change one you change many you know there's a ripple effect and so yeah so it, it's that morning i think the hours between 12 19 and probably 6 a.m are going to be some of the hardest because it'll be dark and dark <laughs> and and maybe a little bit more lonely as people wake up and can join me but um but yeah i'm, I'm looking forward to it it's really a test you know, it's a test for myself mentally and physically, but also it's the power of a whole bunch of people coming together and, and right. doing something I think can be really good. And if we raised only just one dollar, it's one more dollar that we have on that day than we had the day before. So that's also a good thing. Yeah. Well, and I love the collab. I mean, it's it's collaborative, not just in the in that people will be donating dollars, you know, for. Um, the charities based on on your you know landing page and all that, but it's collaborative in that you're going to be having conversations um, and spreading the word about the the charities, spreading the the word about all the things that you talk about, which um, certainly um, resonate with me and and many others. I, you're, you're a very um, very visible, at least in my social media feeds. I, I, I'm I'm sure others as well. So it's. It's really extraordinarily exciting, and so I, I hesitate to ask this because that's a lot coming up. But then, what's what's next after that? <laughs> well, the day after is a rest day. Yeah, I would hope so. <laughs> so, uh, hope so. <laughs> we're gonna put the legs up and uh, maybe like find a way to like, you know, have the dogs walk on my back to <laughs> lighten it up or whatever. But I think part of it is, you know, like I think this moment in time, I, I feel. I, I have felt a calling to it because I felt so many of the same emotions, mm-hmm. as I mentioned earlier, when I was in the hospital, like the, the, the worry, anxiety, fear, but also the anger and frustration and irritation that's bubbling up right now in this moment. And just the scariness of like, yeah, I want to go somewhere new, but like somewhere new is unknown. And that's scary. So I, I want to try to try to help as many people. And, you know, the one thing 
like that elevator pitch, right, of my work is trying to help people prevent bad moments from turning into bad days. Like you, we're going to have mm-hmm. tough moments. I just don't want them to have any more fuel than they deserve. So they cascade into something bigger. And we know people who've done that, right? There's something unfortunate happens because that's life and it becomes, you know, eventually it becomes part of their mood or temperament or personality and that's not healthy. And so we can have our bad moments. We can live in those moments. We give it just the amount of fuel that they deserve. And then we transition or shift, as I would like to say, onto what creates our goodness and and to create and to do things. And I want to help more people through that because we're going to need that. We need to be together. So what's next is about still spreading that message. You know, I'm not done spreading that message one person at a time. And Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like I lived that day for a reason. I didn't know it at the time, but I do believe that part of the reason why I lived is to help people in this moment. Um, and that's the meaning I'm putting to, towards it. And I, you know, it's, it's resonating and I'm going to continue doing it because we need to be together. It's not linear, it's choppy and we can't do it alone. So we need communities like your Scott and others to help people come together and celebrate our successes, but also be that hand that pulls us up when we trip and fall and hopefully become more wise going forward. Yeah, I love it. Well, it's, you know, the there's maybe a default thinking is that life is happening to us, but when we get rem- reminded of our agency, of our ability to choose, of our ability to reframe things, then we, can hopefully recognize that life um, can is also happening through us. And again, to what you were saying earlier, we have a choice. You can choose to be a, a person who allows life to happen to them, or you can choose to be a person that um, is living life and letting it happen through you. And that uh, at least that puts you um, into in, in, in action and gives you some degree of agency about, or at least the possibility of influencing. Um, the world uh, around you making things a little bit better for yourself and for the people that you care about well we've managed to uh to to chew up a, a half hour once again michael and i'm sure we could uh go on but i'd in wrapping up our time together here i always like to end with the question what's just one tip or piece of advice that you would leave the listeners with if they are the kind of person that wants to fly higher in an endeavor where they seek to make a difference I would say breathe more. I think that's, you know, that's something that we tend to forget to do, you know, that when we, we want something so badly or when we get stressed like this moment, we lose our connectivity to our breath. It becomes shallow and there's something wonderful about our breath. We all have it. But one of the first things we experience in life and it's always there for us to settle us down, to, help us reframe things to shift our, you know, shift our priorities, shift our thinking. And so we can take action as a beautiful way of lowering our heart rate, dampening our blood pressure. So we can be a little bit more thoughtful. So I'd say, don't forget to breathe more. Um, I, I, and I say this as someone who wasn't breathing a lot before my accident, I was too busy on my hamster wheel. And Mm. in this moment in time where people are tired, of the pace of the chaos of the adrenaline rush coming to an end people feel drained 
and you see the different emotions. So it's, it's time to breathe a little bit more as we go forward. Love it. All right. Well, thanks everyone for tuning in. Michael and I really appreciate you lending us some of your valuable time and attention. We hope that today's broadcast motivates you to lean into an endeavor that matters with greater curiosity and courage. Uh, again, Michael, where can folks visit you online to learn more about you and all of your adventures? The best place is michaelobrienshift.com. And from there, they can find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Perfect. And of course, it's always great to see you at Creative on Purpose as well. Now, go out there, make a difference, and keep flying higher. Michael O'Brien, thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you, brother. Good to see you.